welcome back. It's time for Customers Who Click. Slightly different topic today, but definitely relevant to all the e-commerce brands out there. Today's guest is Christopher Flemstrom, founder of Clara Fadiga Film, a, a kind of subscription video content agency. We're going to be talking about why video is so important for brands, how they can make the video content stand out, and what's working and not working at the moment. Let's get Christopher on now. Hi, Christopher. Thanks for joining me. Would you mind just give us a bit of a, an introduction to yourself, if your background and, and how you got to where you are today? For sure. So basically, I'm well. I've done film production and video production all my life. I've been creating videos as long as I remember. And basically, we we started this company during the Corona pandemic, and with the intention of creating. Well, we didn't want to make the classic film production. You know, the the big stage production with 15 people on set we wanted to do something really easy really um, like not complex you can make it each month you can create a video for your clients or for ads or for for yourself and uh, so we created clarified a film ready set film which is basically a subscription service for videos content as a service yeah cool so kind of giving give brands access to a a constant like stream of video content without them having to pay like tens of thousands exactly every month for, for new content which obviously not a lot of brands can can really do yeah so instead of like if i compare myself to the assembly companies that do this you can do one production with them while with us you can do a whole year of subscription and each month you get a different video or four different ads or animation and whatever you want we we fix that yeah awesome cool so what's the key to getting customers clicking with video? Keep it short. Keep it sweet. Keep it interesting. Because nobody has patience anymore to to look at the CEO talking about their product for or talking about their company for for half an hour or for even five minutes. You know, you need to need to be bold and you need to realize that social media is there for a reason. You want to well, you want it to be entertaining or teaching basically and it needs to be snappy and and help them out like at the end of the six second video or whatever make a call to action make it easy for them to find out what your company does and how they can buy it okay that's interesting so do you not think you you could have longer content as long as you've got that snappy bit at the start that hook i think it all depends on where you are if you're on if you're on youtube i definitely think you can create as long as it's engaging if it's interesting but you i think you'd realize also that you're gonna make a niche if you make a 30 minute video not everybody's gonna watch it but maybe you get a more engaging audience with that if you do it on tiktok you're not well well live videos are pretty good there i mean you get a lot of engagement from that but that's a different kind of content i think if if you're trying to reach out with your brand or with your product, I think it's it's all about being snappy, especially in the beginning, like you said. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a fair point, particularly if you're if you're interrupting content, which a, a lot of these yeah a lot of these ads do. Right? Yeah. Do you do you do any con- like video content for the websites themselves, or is it is it mainly focused on the advertising side? So you mean like the the banners that could be on websites, or no, not not necessarily banners. More I'm more thinking like pr- product explainer videos. Yeah, ones that are actually on the website for people who want the information about. Definitely, definitely not not the teaser content that you'd put on social media. We 
I mean, in the beginning, we started with the idea of just doing the shorter ads. That's why we created the company. But we've started to realize that we just want to be adaptable. If a client wants something else, we're going to create that. So we have created a lot of like, you know, for SaaS services or or similar things where you need an explainer, you need a tutorial on how to do something. Or we have one of those pawn shops as well, like a more luxurious pawn shops uh, sounds a bit criminal, <laughs> but but they make all kinds of videos of how you spot a fake Rolex or how to spot a fake Louis Vuitton bag. And they make videos that are a lot longer, like 30 minutes for, for YouTube. Yeah, I suppose it, it depends on what you're trying to do with the content, doesn't it? And, and what the audience is. For something like that, if someone's going to spend $20,000 yeah. on, a, on a watch, yeah. They're gonna, you know, they might be willing to spend thirty minutes just <laughs> confirming that this thing's not fake. Yeah, you definitely want to research that a lot more, and 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 it's interesting because we get to meet so many different companies and and so many different clients with this uh, concept, and and you get to learn a lot, and especially with the with the with the watches. You you realize how easy it is to fake something. Yeah, but it's interesting because they're working with both this longer format on YouTube. And also the shorter content for TikTok. Actually, we were the ones that convinced them to start doing TikTok as well. So, so they're trying both formats right now. And I had the discussion with a friend who's a marketer as well. And he, he was talking about it. This, it's, it's interesting how it's getting shorter and shorter, but also longer and longer, but it, depending on the platform. So like you, YouTube. Short is, stuff is getting really short. Exactly. The long stuff is getting longer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I feel like six seconds is really challenging. Uh, it's even harder than, than 30 minutes. To make something interesting in six seconds, it's, yeah, it's hard. Interesting and like compelling enough to get someone to actually click. Exactly. And it has to be compelling. And But also, if, if you make it for a company, and if, if, you, if you're making it for yourself, you know, it just has to be entertaining. But you want something to be planted. You want an idea to be planted as well with your company or you want to sell something. So how do you do that in six seconds while also being entertaining? That's the challenge. Yeah. Well, I suppose that there's a bit of like kind of where in the funnel this is as well. Uh, you know, you, you're probably going to accept sure. a much lower conversion rate on six second video. Of course. Because... It's not. It's it's not selling something. It's yeah. just, tr- just trying to get people's attention. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. How how do you how do you make your videos stand out? Especially, I guess, especially nowadays when what video is so so common now. Like now, anyone could do it. Like you said, you've got live video. Yeah. So any brand can just do a video stream. Yeah. What was the key to making it stand out? I think. Getting back to what I said in the beginning with being bold and different, I, I say to a lot of clients often, I, 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 I look at your competitors and then do the, I think, well, sometimes that works, of course, and sometimes you have to do a similar thing. But, but I feel if you want to really stand out, check what other guys are doing and, and do it to the opposite. It's usually then you have some kind of idea as well. Okay, we don't need to go super opposite, but if we combine that with something else, then you have a great idea that's going to stick out. Yeah. Well, I suppose your six-second video would be 
you know, look at look at your competitors' website and do something different, or advertising and do something and do the opposite. Yeah. Whereas that long form content is going to be okay. You know, it doesn't have to be the opposite. No, no, no. Of course not. You know, think how do you see something very different? Yeah. And it's it's similar to what I talk about a lot with CRO. It's you know, every every time a brand looks at their competitors and goes, oh, they're doing that, we should do that as well. Mm-hmm. You just you're losing that differentiation. Yeah. You're. I mean, this. There's the one argument, which is you don't know whether it works for them. You don't know whether it worked for you. But also, if, if if you're just a copy of them, yeah, then why why would someone pick you over them? Exactly. I think the most important thing is to differentiate yourself, and that is like. So, what is your unique selling point? Why should they choose you instead of a competitor? Is it because you're cheaper? Is it because you're funnier? Or is it because you're a nicer person to interact with? And I feel there's so many classical companies that don't, that can't be personal. Just dare to be a bit personal, be a bit, like be a bit, I don't know, ridiculous. And then people are going to trust you more because you're opening yourself up in a way. And that's what we're trying to do with ourselves when we are marketing ourselves as well. Everybody in our company has stood in front of the camera and embarrassed themselves. Because that's what I want my clients to be able to do. So why shouldn't I do it then? If I if I put that pressure on them to be able to go in front of a camera and perform or do whatever one. It's interesting because this, this came up on a, an episode a while back about we were kind of talking about personalization in, in email and, and SMS. And actually what what the guy said was it was Jeremy Horowitz actually. He said like personalization like it's it's fine, but it's it's never really that good. What you need to be is personable. Mm-hmm. Right? You need that personal touch. So emails and SMS tend to perform better when it seems as though it's written by a natural person yeah. to you. Yeah. As opposed to just a branded email that just that just gets sent out there. So like I, I agree with that approach. Like making you want you want people to feel like they're engaging with with a with a brand that has people like actual people kind of working for it and and involved rather than just obviously you know people work for a company but majority of brands you just you buy them from the brand and that's that's all you know yeah no i i i agree and we, we've used a lot of those automated email yeah yeah one of those that reach out to 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 find new leads basically for our company as well so so our sales guys are using it and i've been using it myself and it's all about making it feel like you actually writing to that person Otherwise, why should they care? If you have this long email that feels like somebody just copy and pasted it to somebody else, I'm not going to read it because I get a lot of those emails. But I, I just delete that. My, I had the the worst cold email, um, second second email that I think I've ever received. The second email just said "Will?" question <laughs> mark. That was it. In in response to this other fairly short email yeah that's uh, but that was quite generic right yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why i ignored the first one but just to put basically first name question mark in the in the tool and send that out yeah it's the whole that almost got it almost got quite a negative response to from me <laughs> but i thought i'm not gonna waste my time with that yeah 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 that's uh, it's a whole science to to email personalization or or automation it's interesting i think yeah 
I mean, obviously we want to talk about video, so yeah, we'll, we'll move this on. But just just need to write it as if you're writing to someone. Mm. Yeah, and then go back over it and make sure it applies to everyone who would be receiving it, and not just one person. Which yeah. which shouldn't be too difficult because you don't know who you're writing to. Yeah. So. And maybe do a grammar a mistake or something that just makes it feel a bit organic. But maybe you lose some people that are really into it. I know one person at our company that would not respond to that email. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it's, these little things. Like I know when I talk, I had to talk about cold outreach and stuff as well. But just little things make a difference. You know, when when you receive a, a message on on LinkedIn, for example, right? So I've. I've got a, an icon in front of my name now. Yeah. And I receive messages that have the icon in it and they get ignored because I, I'm assuming it's automation because no real person is going to put that in there. Yeah. But the same goes for company names yeah. as well. Sometimes a company name will be in all capitals or it will have LTD or limited at the end of it. No one is ever going to write no. onto one email and put LTD at the end <laughs> of that company name. Yeah. So it's, if you, just little things like editing that makes a difference. But I was also like, because I think we've tried that a lot as well, is just spice it up with a video. I'm coming back to my <laughs> service as well. Yeah, you just spice it up with something different. We can have an email automation that goes out and then we have check out what we made for these guys. And it could work similar for you. So you have an example that, and it becomes personal in a way. And you can read it targeted to to certain brands that work in that field or or certain companies yeah yeah absolutely so i guess speaking of targeting like certain brands certain certain, certain categories and things what can brands do to make sure they reach the right audience yeah that's the that's the challenge right and i know we've got you know you could talk about the advertising side but i mean less around like the targeting yeah. of ads and more like the video how do you make sure that video content actually speaks to the right audience yeah i think it's again i think it's all about trial and error and and about testing different things because it's more about more about figuring it out with the process it's more about okay let's try this does it work did it did it didn't it work or did it work and let's see what in that video worked and not i think it's it's again it's about like we're we're all humans. We're all coded in the same way. We we all laugh to Charlotte bit my finger video. We all cry at Pixar movies. It's about making a compelling story. If that is six seconds or if that thirty minutes, make it compelling to 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 you. If it's compelling to you, it's going to be compelling to other people. And if it's about a product, then or if it's about your product with the USBs, then it's all about okay, did, did this video work out? No, it didn't. We need to make it funnier. We need to make it more educational and A-B testing that. I think it's a process. It's not something that you can just say, okay, this is the way and it's going to work for everybody uh, indefinitely. No, what worked yesterday for somebody is not going to work for you today. So you need to try it, what works for you and what works for your company. Yeah, I mean, same with A-B testing. Right on the yeah. Website. It's like I say, you you see something on another website, you don't know if it, you don't even know if it works for them, right? There was someone said something interesting on the podcast a while back. Um, 
about you could you know you could look into what ads companies have been running on Facebook. Yeah, you can look at their ads library, and I think his, his main point was that obviously you, you don't know what's worked for them, but a good indicator is how long they ran. Yeah, an ad for like what is you know how long was it before the next different type of of ad came out, and it, and the longer that is, the the better the indication is that that it was you know probably a reasonably successful ad for them but you've still just got to take in, take inspiration from it yeah yeah i think it, and it, i think it's great to look at competitors and i i'm all for it but then at the end of the day you can't co- you can't copy them straight off because people are gonna people can tell and and people will see that just take inspiration and uh, then make something engaging i mean it's it's easier said than done but it, we've had some we had some companies that that make videos that you know over the weekend their ad reached 20 or 22 million people in Sweden and that's a lot for Sweden because we're 10 million here so and then another ad doesn't reach that and it's interesting comparing them and we have you know the conversations with the clients okay what did work and what did not work we can try to make evaluation. Okay, maybe it was a seasonal. It was because the wine, for example, for a wine company that we have, it's it was autumn and we introduced the wine that fit with certain kinds of foods. So it was perfect for the season as well. It was relevant. And I think also always, if you if you keep your videos very relevant to what's happening, if that is Christmas as, uh, or if it's a news Thing, something that is talked about on the news you know a snake escaped from a swedish zoo and you you make a funny video from that you know then you got to keep it relevant and funny and i think that those videos go better as well yeah but i think it's it's probably good not to try and not to worry too much about trying to go viral no right because yeah it's it is rare a lot of the time people just get lucky with it Definitely. And and I think you can you probably waste a lot of time and energy if you're just thinking like how do we make how do we make sure the next video does two million yeah no, it's, uh, the worst thing that can happen I think is someone puts that benchmark down and says cool we got two million on that video therefore we're expecting around two million every video yeah and also as I say to the clients all the time it's not about being perfect it's about eighty percent in getting it out there it's the most important thing posting it. Get it out there. Make the ad, make the post on Instagram or, or on social media. Rather than working on it for two months, then you lost it because nobody has yeah. seen it. Yeah, and if you have, if you're trying to do something topical or seasonal, you you know you need to get it out pretty quick. Yeah, especially if you try to do something for TikTok as well. Like the trends go in and out so fast. Yeah, well, it's you know like. I, I always tell clients with testing right, when we we develop something based off research, based off an idea. But I always say to them, you know, this is not the final version. Right? This is the let's see if this works. Let's see what response we get to it. So this, if we get a positive response, then next time we'll do it. We'll do it better. Yeah. Right. We try and make the experience better. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at some options for for this client at the moment, and you know. <laughs> We could spend a month building out something for them that is quite complex, quite detailed, and 
you know, in our heads, in our minds is probably the ideal solution to the problem. Yeah. But the alternative is we do something quicker and easier. We get it out in a week or even in a couple of days and we prove that the idea is right and we make some money for them. And then we say, right, well, how do we make this experience a, a bit better? Yeah. And then a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we work yeah. with our clients as well. Each month, we're trying to figure out, okay, how can we make this better? How can we make the video more relevant? Or should we try something different? Should we try something the opposite? Should we animate? Should we do shorter videos, longer videos? It's all about not not striving for perfection, I think. It's it's the journey. <laughs> it's yeah. As cheesy as it sounds. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I suppose at the moment, like do you see any trends going on at the moment? Like are there do you see certain types of video work really well? Do you see certain types not work? Yeah, what's what's going on at the moment? I think well, it's there's no shortage shortage of user-generated content right now. I think that's one of the biggest trends that we're seeing a lot of requests from clients that they want either real clients making... So user-generated content basically means a client or a fake client, an actor, makes a video on the phone making a commercial for, for a product or for, for a SaaS service. So basically, it feels organic. It feels like somebody just took their phone and filmed themselves. And we see that everywhere. I think Instagram Reels, TikTok, and a lot of clients that we have are requesting them as well more and more. And I think they're fun. They're, well, they're easy for us because we basically, (laughs) we just need an iPhone and an actor or or a client making the video. But I think that's one of the biggest trends. And I... Uh, we'll we'll see how long it lasts. I, I think it's it's interesting seeing the um, it's it's an efficient way to market, but also I think we're gonna see the, the um, it's gonna saturate the market a bit. So again, I think more quality, more well-made videos are gonna come back, and then it's gonna go in a circle, like all trends do. But I think they're gonna stick around and they're efficient because it feels like it's like checking. When, when you're buying something, you, you check for the reviews online, of course, every time nowadays. And it's like you're getting a recommendation and boom, it feels it feels authentic and then you go for it. Yeah. I wonder if, you know, it's, it's obviously the trends are a bit different for a business like business marketing than the general trends on TikTok, for example. If if loads of brand brands pulled away from doing UGC and mm-hmm. that sort of video and started doing that, that longer form, look for content whatever do you think certain brands would still benefit from then doing the ugc style because they would be the only ones doing definitely i think again it's it's all about sticking out and now we've been making so much user-generated content or you ugc i think it's it's again all about standing out and if you if like we did recently for a company that is selling dog beds like aragon or like stress free beds for dogs that are supposed to calm them down basically and we did it from a from a dog's perspective just to keep it ironic and funny so it's the dog's thoughts talking about the usps of the bed while falling asleep in the bed that's that's pretty good i quite like that so i think you can do it with a twist you know it's all about working with a trend but how can we twist it to our company and how can we twist it differently 
so people recognize it, but it's something funny that grabs attention. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Where, where do you see video going over the next year? Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's a difficult question, but as as I was thinking about it, it's you you see you see a lot of of course nobody has missed the AI revolution that we're in right now, and I think that is going to affect video as well sooner or because right now it's affecting the written language and it's going to of course affect the way we create content and the way we consume content and i think we're going to get a lot of different applications that help companies creating their own videos and in a different way for example maybe all the stock libraries or or the the way that they can create the carousel you know, really easy. You have those kinds of services now that help you create these stock footage videos or these short snip videos. But I think it's going to get even more complex. So you can have a person, well, you have that right now, actually. You can generate the person talking about your company. And that's that's interesting. And we'll, we'll see where that heads. But I think it's, it's always, it's not going to be the end, the doomsday that everybody, or I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a prophet, but I think it's going to be complementary. So you're going to see a lot more AI content. And then you're also going to see people want to create their own content because they want the organic feel to it, the authentic feel to it, that there is a real person talking or we actually shot this in our at our company or at our warehouse where we create the products. So I think it's going to be complementary, but I th- definitely think that's going to be a, a big part yeah, there's going to be certain types of content that's going to be hard to do with AI. Because, you know, if you're doing a... Do you remember the, the Dollar Shave Club video? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, I did. Yeah, with the founder. That, yeah. That's the sort of thing you, you probably can't do with AI. Exactly. There's, there's too much going on. It's too, too involved. But you could probably do a video of someone reading out customer reviews. Yeah. Quite easily. Definitely. And there's, that you can create today already. So that's not something like futuristic but i think the dollar shape club is well give it five years i don't know maybe you can create a video yeah. that is similar to that but i still think at some point people are still still, still gonna want the authentic thing but i don't think it's gonna replace it but i don't think it's gonna be competitive of course it's gonna be a new way of creating content so i read a comment on on facebook last night recently which was AI is not going to replace marketers. Marketers who use AI are going to replace marketers who don't. Yeah, that's a good one. Because it's going to it's going to make them so much more efficient, so much better at their jobs. Yeah, but it's not just it's not just going to replace. Right? It's not. No. At least many times it's not good enough. I mean, if you, if you've seen AI copy, yeah, it's just not. It's just not as good. It's you know, it's it, I, I'd say it's generally good as a first draft. But it needs some. It needs a human. Yeah. You need to actually spice it up properly. And also, you want it to be in your voice or in your company's voice. So of course, you need to change it up a bit. But maybe you can teach the AI to have its own voice in the future. But I think it's always going to be a human behind it. You know, somebody controlling it or somebody fixing its faults. But it's going to be interesting to see where. It- yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just before we finish up, is there anyone in the e-commerce world that you'd want to go for lunch with? I was, I was watching the the Super Bowl Super Bowl 
commercials the other day and I saw saw the Squarespace video with Adam Driver. Okay. Did you see it? I haven't actually. No. No, I don't think I've seen any of the ads this year. It's, it's basically Adam Driver com- contemplating about a website that creates websites and a big wormhole appears and just sucks like hundreds of hundreds of Adam Drivers into the wormhole. And I think <laughs> whoever came up with that brilliant and crazy idea, I want to meet him because I think we would, we would go well together. Because that's that's a type of video I want to create for a client, and I think it's it's a hard time pitching pitching those videos. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's especially with like a Super Bowl ad, right? Where it's it's millions and millions of dollars is going to that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's fun that the Squarespace was daring enough to to do something different. I feel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. And just a final final thing. Have you got you know one piece of advice? For listeners one piece of advice uh, again coming back to my main thesis social media is is never it's not for businesses i mean it's not it, it wasn't created for businesses it was created to entertain and and to be well teaching as well and i think if you can if you can match that with your if you can try to make your teaching or entertaining or it the thing that you want to create, teaching and entertaining, then you have something. Then you have a golden nugget that you can release on the world. Yeah. So teach, teaching or entertaining. Yeah. Basically, that's it. Because that's what people watch. And yeah. If you can do that, then you're fine. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much. And if anyone wants to reach out and find out more, what's the best way of doing that? So if you want to find out more, just go to our website clarafadiafilm.com basically readysetfilm.com but it's k-l-a-r-a-f-a-r-i-d-g-a film.com I mean google us and and you'll find out yeah I'll I'll put it in the show notes (laughs) alright brilliant alright thanks so much Christopher thank you Will it was a pleasure These days, it's so important to be agile with your content creation. If you're trying to jump on a TikTok trend, you might have just days to produce and release your video. If you're running ads, you've got various lengths, styles, and audiences to target, and all these require different videos to be effective. Gone are the days when brands should be paying tens of thousands for a single video to do what they want with. Producing multiple videos frequently is going to be the key in 2020. If you'd like to hear more from Christopher, you can find him on LinkedIn. Any other podcast questions, feedback, or guest requests, please send them over to will at customersuclick.com or DM me on LinkedIn. Next up, I've got Valentin Radu joining me. We're going to be talking about customer value optimization. But until then, keep those customers clicking.